You're listening to Detours Ahead, a podcast about creative living. Uh, hello there. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Oh, yeah, doing pretty good. How about pretty, you? Pretty, pretty good. In fact, pretty fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Tell me why. <laughs> well, I guess to... Uh, we usually sort of try to make these timeless, but we had a pretty big piece of news that I think we ought to uh, timestamp this with a little bit. So we won the local Halloween contest. Yes, we did. <laughs> and, and those results didn't come out yeah, very fast. Right, yeah. People were waiting for them. We were waiting for them. Yeah. We People were getting anxious. People were taking sides. It was getting kind of ugly. We probably would never have known even that we'd won it <laughs> if we hadn't bumped into the coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So first prize, not yeah. too shabby. In a local Halloween. In a local Halloween contest. Com- contest. We yeah. sort of had an edge on people in that we have a very cute baby who's dressed as a kangaroo. Uh-huh. It's hard to top that, frankly. But and we can confirm that we did win that. Yes, yes. And uh, another, I guess, sort of uh, equally, maybe less so, interesting uh, sort of result came in this week mm. as well. I haven't been following that. So. <laughs> well, we are recording a few days after President Joe Biden was elected to be the 46th president of the United States. That's right. It's pretty great news. We're still in the twilight zone now. Yeah. Yeah. We're still on that weird middle ground, but at least it seems like there's movement happening toward a saner future, which yeah. is nice. I hope we don't end up like in the Middle Ages where there were two popes for a period of time. <laughs> well, I hope so too. But uh, I think of we're cautiously <laughs> optimistic <laughs> yeah. for now. Yeah, I'm. I'm not choosing to be cautious. Okay, I'm choosing just to just be optimistic. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'm just optimistic. Yeah. I'm. Uh, it was a long, long battle to get here, and yeah. uh, I want to revel in that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Caution will, I'm sure, return in time. But yeah. for now, it's just pretty damn exciting. Waking up at night, checking the results. Multiple times a night. Yeah, yeah. Not much sleep in the Rand's household this week, but hopefully uh, things are things are on their way to becoming better in more ways than one. Yeah. So two really great pieces of news this week. The Halloween <laughs> one, of course. Sure. Takes precedence. I mean, though. we won $75, so <laughs> not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even know there was a prize or really that we had entered the contest. No. So. <laughs> But anyway, to go back to the actually important news of, of Biden, uh, I thought this might be a nice time to, we usually rotate our, our podcast, so we have you know us talking and then we have interview talking, but we thought now might be an interesting time to sort of talk about uh, something that's been on our minds for a while. Um, obviously, watching how the election played out across the United States, we saw that in many places it was very, very close, and in some cl- cases it was not at all close. Uh, many of those places I think were to be expected, such as the state in which we are currently living, uh, which is Alabama, part of yield South, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're we're here. I mean, we're we're knee deep 
in in Alabama. You know, we've been in the South for a long time because of grad school, and now because of work. Um, it's not where either of us is from, and it presents some interesting sort of things to think about in terms of writing and creativity. So this may not be applicable to everybody, but I think it might be of interest anyway. So basically, listen to us talk about ourselves for a while. Yeah, two people who, who do not come from the South who ended up living here. Right. Yeah, and the and South has this kind of... Um, it, it, ha it carries a lot of connotations yes. of all different kinds. Some, I mean, I, some, I think some good, some bad. Right. But it's known, no, no matter what, it's known to be distinct, mm. unique. Right. And that, that, that reputation carries beyond the United States. Right. So people um, around the world right. know about the South, have this image of the South. Right. And um, like we've, we've, we've discussed before, I am comfortable, you know, I don't. I don't come from here. First of all, so I know to most, almost every southerner, I would not be considered a southerner. But mm. because I do live here, I feel comfortable now, in closed quarters, complaining about things that bother me about it or whatever. Mm. But when people who don't live here, and who've only been here for like a day or something, or who right. just read about it, right. have these preconceived ideas and start rattling off about it, I get somewhat defensive and right like, oh, let me tell you it's a yeah. little more complex hey hey, hey you can't make fun of my weird family yeah all right only i can do that right yeah. like you want to be like you know there's yes that's true and also there's right there's nuance and, right yeah yeah there's a lot that's true about some of those preconceived notions and there's a lot that um yeah as you say i think there's some some gray area there um so i think you know sort of two important distinctions to make as we start off talking about this again and we've said this many times already now but we are not from the south we are not speaking as people who have ancient roots well i guess i kind of do but yeah you kind of do my family lived here for a long time and then we left for a long time and i am an arizona girl proudly through and through um i've read your those history <laughs> records though which show you had ancient ancestors back in sure. 1800s who were sure. pig farmers sure yeah. They lived in a mud hut. But who doesn't have ancestors yeah. who were pig farmers in Alabama in the 1800s, am I right? Um, but anyway, the point being, neither of us really identifies as being from Alabama. And I have been told on good authority by people from the South that even if we were to live here for the rest of our lives, we would still not be Southern. So we are speaking as, as outsiders to this culture. I think another very important distinction to make is that we are speaking as two white, middle-class-ish, cisgendered, straight people. So our perspective on this is going to be perhaps different than what, not perhaps, is going to be different than what other people might experience, either as people who've lived here their whole lives or as outsiders, right? So all of that is through that filter, and we are very aware that we might be treated very differently than other people living here. But right? my perspective is objectively correct. <laughs> I just want to make that disclaimer as yes. well. Yes, there's that's, anything that's we've learned from I like to make. Yeah. this presidency. Is that it's that we should dig down and just become very obstinate about our own point of view. I'm clear. Yes, good. 
All right, so yeah, so both of those things, all of that being said, let's, uh, let's dig in and talk about what it is to, to write and create in the South. Well, maybe you could start. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because you grew up in the United <laughs> States, so you can tell me what was your, if you, what were your connotations mm. you had? What well, did you think of when you heard about the South? But yeah, I mean, I always sort of assumed it was very backwater, very racist, um, lots of people in overalls, banjos, swamps, um, and basically yeah, every sort of cartoon stereotype that you can imagine, right? right? Uh, which is funny, actually, because I, I do want to hear your, your sort of outside the United yeah. States perspective as well, but... A uh, funny note, when I first moved to Louisiana and I was teaching and I told my students I was from Arizona, they were like, oh, do they have schools there? And I was like, like, of course of they course have they schools don't. there. They live in the desert. Yeah, the I don't know. They thought it was like very, they had perceptions that Arizona was very like backwards, like a cowboy town or something. And then when I tried to tell them that Phoenix was one of the biggest cities in the United States bigger than New Orleans they refused flat out nah. to believe me even though by all sort of measurable ways it yeah. is much bigger than New Orleans so you know we have we it have perceptions yes yeah. about other people but what were your perceptions uh, coming from South Africa about the American South um I, I'd say it was probably formed from a few isolated stories mm. like to kill a mockingbird probably mm, being, never heard of it no just it's, kidding. it's a book it was <laughs> yeah. written some years ago <laughs> that would, that was probably where i got my first impression of mm. what the south was like right um so yeah you know uh, i guess also racial segregation mm -hmm. small town mm -hmm. but a good lawyer <laughs> um yeah yeah, so that so 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 probably frankly not radically different to like what South Africa would have been like when I was a very young child. Mm. Um, but then then the South also has then then there was the I, I suppose the um, uh, like Gone with the Wind right. kind of um, fantasy version sort of, of it. glamour yeah, glamour mag South magnolia flowers mm -hmm. and. Forrest Big, Gump. Yeah, right? Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Um, and and then the very, yeah, the sort of very deranged negative version, like the toothless guy mm. clucking his banjo mm. on a front porch. Yeah. You know, wearing a, a, a cap and drinking a beer in the midday sun. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Fly buzzing around, shotgun resting on his knee. <laughs> Right, yeah. right. Confederate flag waving. And as it so happened, the first place I lived in Baton Rouge, there was a guy <laughs> like that yeah. who lived like one door up from me. He was this old dude. Mm. He sat on a rocker on mm. his front porch. Mm -hmm. He was there every morning when I left, already yeah. drunk with a beer in his hand. He would wear a hat that had a Confederate flag on it, mm. and he would laugh and be, Morning, son! <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was cartoonish but apparently yeah. this guy is really here yeah so um but then of course then i would hop on a bus and go through into a you know beautiful campus mm -hmm. and 
I was yeah, huge university, huge people university from all over the from world, all over, from every country on earth. Yeah, like I could have been anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. So 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 that was yeah, that was that was I suppose my introduction to it, and then mostly being kind of somewhat cocooned in the in university environment mm-hmm. in, at uh, LSU. Yeah. I mean, I should have, uh, I should have known, sorry, you just remind me, I should have known better, I think, moving to Baton Rouge, because I had already lived in different places in the United States, but for some reason, it was very surprising to me to learn that, like, all of the same stores I could shop at, like, in Arizona, basically, right, or or Utah, or New York, or wherever else I'd been, were also here, Yeah, you know? (laughs) Like, I remember asking my roommate, who was from Louisiana, different things, and she was like, um, yeah, you can yeah, still, you get can that still do that Do y'all have here. McDonald's down here? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you yeah, you learn very quickly Baton Rouge is, is fairly, like, just normal yeah. city with some flavor to it, with some seasoning to it, right? Because right. then you also, like, have things like getting, and, and same here, right, where you get Mardi Gras off of school. Definitely doesn't happen elsewhere in, in the country, I don't think. Uh, but that's just in Louisiana and... In Mobile, Alabama. Mm. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Not in the rest of the South. Well, good for us. We yeah. chose the right places to live. I know. <laughs> um, or you know, just right. just things yeah, like yeah. that, right? Like um, little little reminders that you are living in in a pretty different place, right? And and even though New Orleans is a big city, it, it definitely has its own unique New Orleans feeling of being yes, there right that's does. not quite like, like anywhere else when you yeah. get there. the other thing the other thing about the south is that it and this again is a stereotype but one which i think holds up mm-hmm. is that it has like a feeling about it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. these big trees yes and spanish, spanish moss. moss yeah and you know um you know, the, the very specific architecture mm-hmm. porches with rockers and people sitting yes. there and the kind of the heat in summer mm-hmm. and the swampy feeling that yes. you get. You're always near water. And that water always has alligators in it. water always has alligators in it. Like that's just an assumption, which yeah. is very strange to wrap my mind around. First right. of all, we don't have water in Arizona, so that was a surprise. And then yeah. water that was inhabited by actual like creatures that could eat you was also an adjustment to make. Yeah. Like we took our son to the park uh, a few weeks ago, I guess, just like a, a park next to a, an apartment complex, not like a special wildlife reserve or anything. And we saw an alligator <laughs> swimming in the water <laughs> right next that to the playground insane. for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. We have not been back there since then. That's true. That's true. We should go back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, but so that the uh, the atmosphere, the mm-hmm. geography right. of it, yeah. and like and those and the view down a southern street with mm. all the trees, you know, mm-hmm. meeting in the middle. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, and it's very it's very distinctive. And again, yeah. it's the kind of poster card version mm-hmm. of it. But having lived here for almost seven years now, yeah, it's still it's still kind of takes my breath away right. <laughs> like man it's so beautiful and there, and there isn't anywhere else in the world that looks quite like that right it's just like this really distinctive 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then the other nice parts about it are the you know, people genuinely are friendly. Right. And you know, hospitable. Mm-hmm. Um which is an which is a positive stereotype about the South. You right. know, Hello sweetie, come have some sweet tea. Right. Yeah. How y'all doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, sweet tea is actually a thing. I, I find it very gross, but it's... It's a thing. It's a and thing. people talk to one another, like, out on the streets and mm-hmm. across the belt, across properties. And yeah, I think we're considered quite strange in that, you know, like, I'll go out for long walks and uh, people, you know, want to stop me and talk to me for a while. And I'm yeah. like, hey, look, I, I got a kid moving. who's sleeping. I got to keep moving. But you've got you plenty know? of friends around the neighborhood That's now. true. And we know yeah. all of our neighbors. Yeah. Friends with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another, th- talking of neighbors, another thing about the South, which is, again, a, a kind of a stereotype which, which hold a, holds up, is the the rambling nature of storytellers here <laughs> like a true yes. if, you, if you get stuck talking to a true southerner they will talk to you until one of you dies or <laughs> you just you know yeah. you walk away right you, you i mean like our next on our one next door neighbor who mm-hmm. falls into that category and if you've ever read faulkner the mm-hmm. sort of grandfather of old southern writing mm-hmm. his stories read like that mm-hmm. and it seems unbelievable like no one really talks that way you know sentences right. that go on for five pages and that are talking about something that happened 30 years ago and then right. 100 years ago and right. about the grandfather of this guy who lived mm-hmm. on that block who knew this man who met that guy mm-hmm. but talking to my neighbor our neighbor you realize yeah that is that is a thing. Yeah. That's how that's how it rambles. If I ever don't know where to find you, I yeah. assume you're out talking to him. So <laughs> And sometimes you'll come and rescue me. Yeah. Well that's the one yeah. Then the other neighbor is who I talk to a lot is not mm-hmm. a rambler like that. No, yeah. Yeah. No. They're all yeah. great in their yeah. own ways. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of positive things. Um other stereotypes are more negative, right? Which well, it's, I mean, the the yeah, the, the deepest one is ra- is that it's racist, mm-hmm. which is like I'm sure this is the one that would you can't talk about this one anyway without right. taking hornets' nests left, right, and center. I yeah. mean, I I know my experience coming to the United States. I had a view that ra- like race relations were. I, from what I had sort of seen on TV shows, which mm-hmm. was like not an issue at all. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, oh, everything's like pretty much sorted right. there. Yeah. Like they had civil rights movement and then everything was better. Right. And when I went That's the to, way it's taught in yeah. American history books. <laughs> and then everything was fine. <laughs> and then it was better. I mean, so I, so when I, I went to New York, was the first place I visited and I was like, oh, it's still pretty much like, you know, mm-hmm. you things break down neighborhoods by mm-hmm. by race and stuff so i was like i was honestly like pretty s- taken back by that right so it's not like oh you go in the north and everything's sweet and hunky-dory mm-hmm. and then you come down to the south and everything's awful and right. terrible right and so you know even in like here in our in in this neighborhood you have people of various races living mm-hmm you know yeah 
and again as as we say i don't know if you know what other people's experience is like but right i mean we're we're yeah. very clearly outsiders yeah like anyone speaking to us pinpoints that. that instantly you yeah. know um especially you with your accent right and and of course we're both white right so yeah. our experience again probably maybe i don't know like i would i would be curious to hear about other like people moving from outside of the yeah. south and what their experience has been um but yeah i mean i think as you say everywhere i've i've lived in the united states has had its own sort of kind of individual breed of racism right mm, yeah. um or racial tension at the very least right everywhere in the world that i've right. ever lived or been it's right. either it's, it's it's racism or some kind of ism mm -hmm. that like yeah this friction between groups of people right yeah. and that's not though i mean all of that being said i don't want to fully let the south off the hook because there yeah. are some very strange there things are. i've encountered yeah, this here this is not to say that this the, that the south is not that i'm, I'm yes you know, oh of course of yeah. course but i, I you and know its reputation was clearly <laughs> right well earned right and, uh, but yeah. we're also speaking uh, it's it's a fine line as you say because we're sort of yeah. kicking hornet's nest no matter what we do but um, I say this as someone who comes from a state that's known for being very racist against immigrants and yeah. you know you had that sheriff Sheriff Joe Arpaio right absolutely and you come from a country that was known yeah. in its very recent history for apartheid and well that's you know. I mean when I talk if I talk about this stuff in, in classes or whatever I always put that forward as a sure. disclaimer like hey mm -hmm. I'm not here to judge you <laughs> right yeah yeah but you know I mean we do see confederate flags driving around not Sometimes as many as do. I thought yeah. I would see but they are there yeah um you know we live near lee street named yeah, after robert e lee incredible, eh? uh, there's Jefferson an elementary school, elementary school right right yeah. yeah uh yeah lots of stuff named after jefferson davis lots of stuff named after I mean, robert e lee baked into the yeah into the ground you know, right it doesn't disappear overnight right and you know just in conversations with with students conversations with neighbors conversations with strangers in the grocery mm. store there is sometimes like a definite tension there that sort of would fit into what we mm. categorize as some of those racial stereotypes you have about the South, right? Just yeah. not, I, I've never seen anything super outright, I don't think, but more just sort of like throwaway comments a or something. Say like, the, the, yeah, for me, it's it's only ever been with old like I've never had I've never had a conversation like that with a student. Right. With like old, I can kind of remember the few times that it's happened, where a person would be like, "I'm not racist, but," mm, I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just okay. if you have to start with that, yeah, you know. But that's not a day. I mean, it's not a it's, it's not yeah. a daily. You know, that's that not most of the experience again, yeah in my very limited and right qualifying experience right um so yeah so there's there's the there's that whole uh aspect to it which is obviously i mean like yeah, like driving along 
when you get to other parts of the state, like where you have the big, somewhere driving up north through Alabama, you have like the big Confederate monument, mm. whatever, and like that huge Confederate flag mm. blown next to the highway, and that kind of stuff is baffling. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't Mississippi just just in this last election vote to remove the Confederate flag from their their state flag? Yeah, I think it was very recent. Yeah. It was this election, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm glad they voted to, to remove it. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a strange, it's, um, it's, it's been sort of, refreshing in a lot of ways what I've seen that's not sort of met that stereotype right and not lived up to the expectations that I had of it um but in other ways like those expectations are still there there are things we have seen and sort of come across there are sort of weird things embedded into the history and the culture and then now we're in a position of you know when say sending out like a a hypothetical job application or query letter or, or application for anything or you meet someone new outside of the state and you say I'm from mm-hmm. Alabama yeah it carries a certain right like weight yeah yes and uh, sort of wanting to fight the urge to give disclaimers right like I live in Alabama but I'm not from Alabama you know like right or um while at the same time, as you said, feeling somewhat defensive and knowing that a lot of the stereotypes that people have about it aren't at least entirely accurate, you know? Yeah, or if they, I mean, I think the thing with stereotypes is that they are often true, mm. but they're only one thing. And yeah. there's also like a hundred other Mm-hmm. pieces of information that complicate that right. yeah right i mean like here for instance the obsession with football yeah that cuts across i mean black and white alabamians seem to be mm-hmm. equally yeah passionate about right football yeah and which it, you and i could care <laughs> we, we couldn't care. care less yeah yeah but it's like you know people that that seems to make yeah no difference like yeah everybody loves the football it's the great yeah. unifier, it's unless great, you're from South yeah. Africa or Arizona. Yeah, well, no, people from Arizona like it. football too, but I yeah. just don't. That's a different story, though. There's also, you know, thinking about, um, well, both of us are now writing material set in the South and characters from the South and all of that. And then there's also this idea of, you know, sort of setting down permanent roots here, potentially, and raising our child in this place that neither of us is from mm-hmm. you know we we've grown to appreciate but it's still in some ways very foreign and you know like how do we navigate that how do we like no i mean his birth certificate says he's from I alabama yeah. <laughs> you know like he'll he'll live his whole life potentially in alabama it's so strange like it's hard to wrap my mind around <laughs> you know yeah i mean hopefully you know post covid he'll be well traveled and get to experience where you're from and where i'm from and uh i you know i think everyone should get that opportunity no matter where they're from but it's still it's it's very it's something to grapple with for sure well yeah because it is a it is a like a distinct 
culture. Like I feel that mm -hmm. not not every day, you know. Right. And then there'll be moments where I'm like, wow, this is. Yeah. I don't know if I could like if I can ever like fully right cross the yeah. Gap. But also, it, it it just depends from person to person because there's so many people who come from out from here, grew up here, and. For all I I know, they could have come from anywhere else in mm. the world, mm -hmm. you know. So I think it's yeah. I do I, and find I can't even place what the thing is. I mean, besides like a certain dialect and right. accent, right? Yeah. Sorry, I, I interrupted. No, you. I, I was just gonna say I I do find that I I've tended to gravitate more toward people who also aren't from here, but a part of that might just be like working at a university and that's the likelihood of that's who yeah. you're going to meet, right? Also people who <laughs> on the job hunt ended up in this sort of random place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about writing in the uh -huh. South, choosing to write, you know, sort of setting your novel here in the town that we live in currently. And... Yeah, what that's what that process has been like, why you did it. Well, it's 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 uh, I I feel anxious about getting things wrong. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. like even just writing a person who comes from the south and mm -hmm. speaking in a particular way or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm for sure gonna mm -hmm. upset somebody yeah right right but that's not um yeah or like i don't know could you would it be the same like if you set a novel in new york and you wrote about a high-powered cool person in new york no one would care if you mm. stereotyped mm -hmm. or if you got something right. wrong you know right uh, but I feel like I, I, I don't feel that's the same for the South. Like, mm -hmm. I feel a kind of burden to not mess it all up. Mm -hmm. But um, that being said, I don't know. I guess because I've lived here now for such a while, I can't really imagine at this point in time setting it anywhere else. Yeah. Just because I don't know, like I'm out of touch with everywhere else in the right. world. Like I haven't left, been able to leave the country for four years. Mm-hmm. So, trying to set it in other places where I've lived, like South Africa or Japan, I feel, I don't know, I just don't think I could do it. Yeah. And, and, but I feel like compelled to write like stories here. Like I just feel like they're coming up around me. Right. Just that's where the inspiration That's where the inspiration's yeah. coming from. I can just imagine things mm -hmm. happening yeah. around here. Yeah. And this neighborhood in particular is just, you know, it's full of character like I thought I was writing a stranger more interesting version of this neighborhood mm. but then I realized like <laughs> that can't be done yeah this neighborhood is about as interesting as it gets yeah um so I don't know that's not a very compelling answer but no yeah that's, what of I course. Have. that's all I have for you yeah what about you yeah I mean I guess mine is sort of different from because you're, you're trying to capture, I, I guess, you know, you said you started out with this intent to capture, like, a heightened reality. 
Um, but it ended up being maybe closer to <laughs> reality than you intended. But yeah, I mean, I, I also, I, mine is not set in this town. I um, had this idea. I wanted to set it in a small college town. The small college towns that I've worked in have all been in the South. <laughs> so I think quite naturally that just sort of happened and just thinking about some of the like class hierarchies and things that I've noticed in people uh-huh. and wanting to explore that a bit. Um, but also wanting in some ways to like both reflect the realities you might not expect. And this is a very, very small part of what I'm writing. Like probably most people wouldn't even notice this. Um, So for example, I've been generally just very impressed, and I know you have as well, with our students and how sort of open-minded and progressive and smart and all of these things that they are. you know, which was not sort of what I thought I would be encountering with students from the South. And um, obviously, you know, there are people who very much have, you know, strong ideas about like gun control and hunting and, you know, sort of these things that you might expect. Um, And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but just, um, yeah, just just sort of being surprised by how many, how many students, are not what I might have expected coming from the South. And so I wanted to like have a book that was set in the South and to have some of those things you might expect, right? But to also show some of this variety of of what I've seen. Um, And then maybe even like take it a step further and and say like, wouldn't this be great if this is like what the South really (laughs) looked like, Mm. right? This variety of of all these people from different backgrounds and different cultures and um i i do see that happening to some extent but maybe just pushing it a little bit further and thinking about i I don't know that i've ever really seen like a a book in the south that's set like in a university town and that kind of reflects the impact that that has on this like sort of very unique microcosm you know what I'm saying like culture so I don't again I don't think anyone reading my book would think that's what like it's not a huge part of it but it is something I was kind of like I want this to be set in Louisiana but I don't necessarily want it to be a Louisiana that people would recognize recognize. Yeah. yeah I think along with those same stereotypes though is um no matter if you're like challenging them or if you are agreeing that they are somewhat true, right? Like you can't write something that's set in the South without at least acknowledging those ideas. Like you can't just have a random story set in Alabama and not address some of the racial history there, right? Right. Or even if even if it's just briefly or in passing, right? Like that informs people's expectations of it. It informs the history of the place. In a way that I don't know is really true of anywhere else in the world. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just set a romantic comedy 
in Alabama and not talk about any of those things, even if yeah, it's just sort true. of like side window dressing to the main event. Uh, so I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. And then also knowing like anticipating what readers might think of it or, or what publishers might think of it, or, you know, you feel almost like you have to explain to people, like, I'm not trying to justify any of these things about the South. I'm not trying to gloss over that. I'm not trying to valorize any of it, right? But in some ways, I think it is kind of, and maybe I'm just saying this because I am writing in the South, you know, but just like trying to make it okay to like embrace all of those things embrace is maybe the wrong word but but include all of those things but also move move beyond it try to take it in a positive direction right. you yeah. know yeah like write the future for the state that right. you you hope it could be right and I'm I'm sure Southerners will probably get irritated with me for saying yeah that. I <laughs> as think an they outsider. Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I guess part of the thing of like coming from a place versus coming from the outside. It's like if you come from a place, you kind of have to own all the history of it mm -hmm. to some extent. Mm -hmm. So if you're writing about a way forward or whatever, you're like already have all that weight packed on you yeah whereas if you come from outside you you don't necessarily have all that weight packed on you mm -hmm. which gives you a kind of freedom but also might make you to some people's eyes a not thoroughly qualified commentator mm. Yeah. yeah, and and fair enough, you know, which is why I sort of had in mind like I'm going to write about a reality that doesn't actually yeah exist, but it would be nice if it did exist, right? right? I'm not trying to say this is what the South is. Yeah. Um, but whatever you see is what you see. Yeah. yeah. You just see it and put it down. Right. Right. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, I guess to write like. In some ways, it feels important to acknowledge that we are here and we are living in the South and this is part of our life, at least for now, maybe not forever. I don't know how things will turn out. Um, like in some ways, it would be easier to just set things somewhere else and to ignore sort of those things that we are grappling with regularly and experiencing and questioning and all of those things um in some ways it feels like it would be a lot easier to just move away in general right like to go somewhere where you're more like the people who are around you and you know that when you're talking to a random stranger the the chances are, are very good that they're not like a secret confederate you know supporter or whatever you know like whatever mm. weird thing you can potentially encounter while living down here um but i don't know i feel 
like I said, I feel sort of torn about that, right? Because we do know that there are a lot of great things about being here. There's a lot of potential, I think. Um, if it were just us, I think I wouldn't worry about it as much. But because we do have a child, you know, that we're potentially raising here, that does make me worry because, you know, he's young. He doesn't understand some of the context that we have bringing into this sort of unique Mm-hmm. culture um, I don't know I feel like I'm rambling a little bit but it, it's it's all it's I guess what I'm trying to get at is that it's like very complicated and there's not really a super easy answer to it right like is 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 the answer no one should live in the south who doesn't like fully who isn't like a football loving flag waving you know, like deep-rooted Republican, right? Or is it important to sort of like have these other cultures and these other ideas coming in? And even if it puts you in an uncomfortable position because you are an outsider and you are maybe a minority in terms of like your politics or whatever the case may be, right? Like it's important that you have, that your students have this voice of a an adult that hopefully they trust who's saying there's a different way of of thinking you know not to say I'm perfect or that I'm right even but here's another viewpoint of the world yeah for sure and then you don't and it's not you're not telling the person to give up on whatever their view of the world is but Mm -hmm. you're just saying you're just yeah presenting something different yeah yeah Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's a lot to, it's something we're constantly talking about and thinking about and in terms of, like, Johnny and his future. Yeah. Um, and our future, I guess, is also important. And yeah, I guess because you have, wherever you live, you, you're outsourcing your child's upbringing to the right. community at large. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have no choice, really. You right. can't, like, lock them in a cupboard and... What? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can try, but <laughs> yeah. they might escape, yeah. So then I think, and, and so in, in part, that's also just a feature of being anywhere in the world where you don't have, like, deep roots and connections, mm-hmm. where, like, if you knew you came from there, your parents came from there, your grandparents came from there, you mm-hmm. know the culture, you right. know all that's wrong with it, but you know what's right with it, and mm-hmm. you know... You know how to navigate it. You know it. how to navigate it, yeah. whereas if it's distinctly different and you're not from it, you don't have deep roots to it, mm-hmm. you're kind of, like, sort of, like, throwing a leaf into a pond, you know, you have yeah. to see, okay... You're going to maybe learn some things that I, I, I won't exactly understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. maybe that's okay you know right. I mean that's what I guess like you know I mean then there's also like immigrants who come from cultures where there are lots of immigrants from the same mm-hmm. country who kind of set up their own mm-hmm. networks within a country within mm-hmm. a new country or you can be someone who's like assimilated enough into the culture that you don't stand out mm-hmm. and you don't need like a a base to sort of hold you but you're also not quite mm-hmm. part of it yeah which is how i think we maybe fit into that latter right. category right i um this is just like a flying off other point but another major feature that i've 
that I think holds about not the south everywhere in the south but the gulf coast is that it gets hit by hurricanes sure yeah <laughs> and that sounds like a I mean it may sound sort of sounds like a minor thing but it's like sort of central to the experience of yeah. living here yeah is that for a period of time each year these huge storms form in the ocean yeah and then randomly pick a place along the coast and come and annihilate it and then yeah. disappear again yeah so i kind of i after we got caught in sally mm-hmm. i um i remember feeling quite like connected to everybody mm-hmm. right afterwards yeah you know I, I went for a walk the evening before it came mm-hmm. and there was this kind of electric feeling in the air and the, mm-hmm. the sky had turned the strange yellow color and yeah people were out on their porches and breezes were blowing and yeah. screen doors were rattling and mm-hmm. everyone was waiting mm-hmm. and then we waited and waited and it came so slowly it was like the election results <laughs> And then it finally arrived and it was, you know, pretty wild. And uh, then after that, all the trees that had come down and branches that had fallen. But everyone comes outside together and you sort of Hmm. talk to other people and everyone's picking up Mm -hmm. the sort of debris that's collapsed. And and I, I remember even feeling like much more sympathetic to the fact that everyone drives massive trucks, you know, Mm -hmm. which I've always found like okay i get it everyone drives big trucks that's yeah. fine like you have to drive a big truck because everyone else drives a big truck mm-hmm. but it kind of seems a little like unnecessary but right. after the hurricane i was sort of like well hey you can't you live in this weird rough environment where yeah you know there's flooding mm-hmm. frequently mm-hmm. there's mad debris on the road debris on the roads. Yeah. like it kind of you know kind of makes sense yeah um well, maybe that's a good metaphor just in general for an experience in the South, right? Yeah. It's like you're aware that there's this sort of dangerous thing lurking that yeah. could potentially impact you or or it's just kind of always hovering, right? But it's you don't quite know how it's going <laughs> to how it's going to pop up where right. it will be. It's maybe not always the expected place or time. And uh, despite that, there is some beauty to be found and also some kinship that can be formed. That's true. Yeah. That's an amen right there. Yeah. The final thing we should say, mm. another feature of the South, mm-hmm. is there are lots of ghosts. Yeah. Which I love. That's the thing I love most about the South. But if you were to ask people, if you if you were to say to people like Southerners, like tell ghost stories. Oh yeah, they all have one. Ghost stories will come for. Yeah. Every Halloween, I ask my students to tell yeah. me ghost stories, and they all have them, and they're all terrifying. And I think, why did I ask them these stories? <laughs> I don't want to know about this. And I I had my my most ghostly experience in Louisiana. Mm, that's right. Myrtle's when I went plantation. on that night tour at Myrtle's Plantation, yeah. led by a man who, I'm sure he was telling the truth, he said he was a descendant of the people who had been enslaved on the plantation, mm. like four or five generations back, I guess. Yeah. And he was a really good tour, tour guide and told all these creepy stories about you know mm-hmm. things that happened there yeah and i was at that point totally not open to the possibility of ghosts mm-hmm. i mean i've been you know open and then not open depending on yeah put the stage in life that i was at 
but then my cell phone this had never happened before or since my cell phone the volume was turned right up mm-hmm. and something was trying to search on my cell phone like trying to run google searches what were the ghosts trying to google i don't know <laughs> i should have i should have but i stopped it and i i, I put it right back down again mm-hmm. to silent put it back in my pocket and the volume got turned right back up again and something was trying to search on my phone oh my gosh and i turned it off then i was like what the heck was that i told i told them afterwards and they were like oh yeah that happens Hmm. all these kind of weird things happen so in the south even if ghosts don't exist in other places they do here they they exist well since you say that I know that was meant to be our last thing, but there are two other extremely strange things that you've reminded me of that are yeah. part of Southern culture, which is the plantation tour yeah. in and of itself, which is incredibly bizarre. Yeah. Right. You're going to tour this place to learn about like this sort of decadent lifestyle that some people lived and the extreme opposite, like terrible right. depravity of slavery and they're sort of weird coexisting and you're going there like it's a theme park and it's like plantation disney i mean that is all incredibly bizarre right it is bizarre but it is like also a huge part of the tourism industry here right yeah and then um and yeah i mean i think the the yeah, oh, sorry, no. Continue. Oh, no, I was going to move on to my... Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, I think that, you know, some people get married at plantations, sure. which, is, which is a little odd. It's weird. But yeah. the thing is, it's, it's one of those, if you, if you separate, if you just, like, uh, cleanse the truth of what the place was from your mm-hmm. mind, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, it's beautiful, you know? So there's yeah. some of those beautiful houses mm-hmm. and all those beautiful, beautiful trees. trees and all that yeah. southern mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, they kind of capture the full complexity of it. That's true. It's, it's another like, nice symbol of yeah, the, the so, weirdness so of the South. Yeah, so beautiful and so atmospheric. Mm-hmm. But you have to also like block out the fact that right. it was like a you know right. horrifying forced sure. labor camp. Yeah, I mean, for the weddings, absolutely. That that's a weird part of it, right? Yeah. Um, for the actual tours themselves, like I, I feel somewhat torn about it, right? Because it's like, yeah, it's it does feel weird to like pay an admission fee and like, oh, this is where the slaves used to sleep, you know? Like yeah. that's weird. But at the same time, like, if you don't sort of confront those things, then they just sort of disappear into history, right? So it is a different feeling to see like this is how they would have lived right this is how they would have slept you know like it's i, I don't know it's it's and this but, it's but i mean also the, <laughs> the stories of the people who like you know who own those places you know, yeah like they're always these just out, often these outrageous characters you know like yeah. john james smith who mm-hmm. was a pirate and then mm-hmm. came down here mm-hmm. and like yeah married lucy ann who was the daughter of like the governor the local governor yeah. and then yeah, yeah there's that's yeah. just like yeah yeah so southern like yeah. i don't know how else to describe it right <laughs> it's just right yeah well, and then, then they were you all know, having that party that one night when 
Jimmy John came around on his horse and shot yeah shot Jack Stevens out on the porch and right then, yeah well and and the ghost story sort of in question of Myrtle's plantation that you were referencing I think there are a few ghosts but I think the most prominent ghost that lives there is Chloe right who was a who was a slave woman who was murdered pretty horrifically yeah um and you know what's really the scariest part of that right is it that potentially there are ghosts still living there (laughs) or is it this like terrible history that in some ways it's like well yeah it should still be told and it should still be remembered and whether this person is still roaming the halls or not like we should remember that that happened to her yeah um yeah it's it's as you say like the south itself it's complicated right less complicated perhaps is and i think most of us could agree on this the one other really interesting and great thing about the south is the food oh yes yeah (laughs) that is something i would definitely miss if we ever left and also i mean so much of like american culture was basically from the south yeah yeah. Like, like jazz music, music mm-hmm. that was started in New Orleans and then mm-hmm. taken up north. Yeah. And blues music, which yeah. started just around here in the Mississippi Delta. Mm-hmm. And that became rock and roll music. And yeah. Yeah, the sort yeah. of migrations north. People Some, took that their food yeah. and music and yeah. that was like infused the rest of yeah culture some great literature as you referenced with with Faulkner and and others yeah and the food (laughs) and food yeah crawfish boils yeah crawfish boils spices jambalaya gumbo yeah it's good stuff it's beautiful I mean Alabama is like 70% trees Mm -hmm. and waterways everywhere yeah ocean Mm -hmm. amazing light yeah, like it's we're we're about an, a little over an hour drive from one of the most beautiful beaches in the entire world. It's absolutely stunning. Yeah, this is our version of the South. Yeah, all this stuff mixed together. <laughs> all of it mixed together, like a delicious and slightly poisonous gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, thank you for listening if you're still listening at this point, yeah. which you are, by definition, if you heard me say that phrase. There you go. Alrighty, stay clear of ghosts. <laughs> bye bye. <Ooh. laughs>